0: Retromania pro wrestling podcast network is a moonsault media production and is intended for private use only for more information contact Retromania podcast at gmail.com well, me you said i'm very tired i had a bad <laughs> mud pie and i can't do the show <laughs> um all right let's let's do this let's do this yeah all right um
1: did you like the name on the heels at all? I do. Yeah, I, I think that's probably as, as good as that's we're going to get. Right? Yeah,
0: it's as, as good as we're going to get. Away. Yeah,
1: on, on on the heels of the show, on the yes. heels, yeah, yeah, on
0: the heels. That's 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 decent. Um, so, hey everybody, and welcome to Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network presents on the heels with the classic hosting squad jimmy price and kobe nida i'm kobe nida one half of the hosting squad joined to you with here jimmy price
1: the man hello hello i like the i like the old hosting squad because they're old and i'm old i'm old too dude hey (laughs) um
0: great great time to be a fan again and, Absolutely. Uh, opening up with this show and the review that we've been keeping strong for you. It's the second week in a row for uh, Heels on Starz. Um, Nice to be back with you, Jimmy. How's everything going?
1: Everything's going great, man. Uh, yeah, hell, hell, of a, hell of a weekend for pro wrestling. And uh, nice to kind of cap it off last night with some uh, episodic pro wrestling drama. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um,
0: a little like you said, there's some corny factors in here. Some, <laughs> some like things that are very cheesy, but, uh, it, it keeps me gripped and, you know, I, I'm going to admit it. My, my, my significant, significant other, my wife, um, she is not the biggest fan of pro wrestling, mm-hmm. but she loves this show now that awesome. I've shoved it in her face.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, I've yet to watch it, uh, with my fiance, we we're planning to, but you know, we, with, with four kids, it's like, you gotta like, you gotta really Take like carve, spot, carve, carve out time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. But uh, yeah, no, she's uh, definitely intrigued by it for sure. So um, yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting. Uh, I'm definitely, uh, I'm not any less uh, invested after week two than I was after week one. Okay. Uh, but there, there are a handful of moments that we'll get to uh, one in particular. That's just like, uh, just over, over the top ridiculous. Um, okay. but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that one.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's the first episode we had to watch twice and then, um, I, I usually take notes for the show. So I watched them at least twice for the episodes, but, um, first one we watched twice, just cause I was talking so much about giving her background information about the business because yeah, the first episode, um, you know, which we covered last week. It, it, there's a lot of dialogue in there that doesn't really smarten up the casual fan, but it smartens up or lets the the actual wrestling fan know the the mark fan, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, terminology and that they're yeah. in the business. You know, what, what were your thoughts on that overall?
1: Yeah, I think that they 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 struck a good balance between not being too like overly simplistic about it and so they're, and there's sort of like you know varying levels of it right so like there's you know like the really basic stuff like the scene with uh, Big Jim's wife uh, in the uh, in the first episode where they're breaking down you know heels and baby faces and stuff like that uh, but then there's sort of like you know you go down a level or two and then you get like the scene uh, where you know they they're breaking down you know Ric Flair and Sting and so like there's you know it caters to 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 different um you know different levels of fandom to which you know to your point i think is, is smart and it it keeps everybody um you know kind of rewards you know people with, you know coming into it with different levels of understanding of the business so that's definitely yeah. definitely a strong proponent uh for the show so far
0: and to me like I had a comparison from my significant other is it's like a uh mix of Sons of Anarchy and Sopranos. Like you kind of get like a uh, explanation of things, but then you get the cheesy oversight scenes of like, we have to drill this in your head of, this is their way of life, you know? Right, right. Um, it, it, and watching the first episode over again, man, that it it hit harder. Um, I, I definitely liked, I definitely enjoyed it a second go
1: around. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's some, there's some pretty, you know, especially, you know, we're, we're getting deeper into some of these character arcs and there's some very, uh, some very heavy moments and then there's some head scratchers too, but that's, you know, it's yeah. all, it's kind of, you know, that's sort of what wrestling's all about. so you know? Exactly.
0: And the personalities involved, you never know who is the person working that character. I'm sure the same yeah. in any form of entertainment or business or this line of, uh, entertaining the normal crowd of which we are the marks. Um, Let's get into the recap from episode one real quick, and then we'll go into episode two. There's some things that I missed from episode one. Um, The grandson is named Thomas, uh, just like the father of the boys, Jack and Ace spade. Jack's boy is named Thomas spade after his grandfather. Right. Um, Yep. Little, little homage to him. Um, Ace Sees little Tom at the church later and he says, Hey, how much do you weigh? And that was a callback to Art Bar. And I, I like uh-huh. that little plug from the first episode. He goes, Hey, how much does he
1: weigh? <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, from how from much King is they wearing- Yeah. How King much is that before? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Is he his second?
0: <laughs> yeah. I know. Um, and then they own a building. Called the dome. They call it the dome there, but it's it's reminiscent to the Omni, the Chase, something NWA familiar, correct? Yeah,
1: or yeah, or the Sportatorium too. Yes. Kind of you know any of those like type of like old old territory buildings which were owned by the promotion more or less. You know I don't know the details a hundred percent, but I believe that you know uh, World Class owned and operated the Sportatorium at least for for a good chunk of time there. Um, so yeah, definitely that, that home base or like the ECW arena, you know, any sort of like, you know, that, that, yeah, which, which,
0: which is so weird now that we're back in this time of, uh, you know, wrestling coming alive again, you and I talking real time, 2021, um, wrestling at the chase is going to return with Ric Flair and NWA and, you know, wrestling at the 2300 building, um, you know, MLW, uh, ROH uh nwa is all trying to run that building again for philly and ecw fans uh it's all coming back to the home of where wrestling bases have been you know
1: yeah yeah absolutely yeah the the 2300 arena i think um yeah i forget when the ownership changed on that but i think it's been a very it's it's definitely had a resurgence in the last like 10 years in terms of being a very hot and like sought after wrestling venue for sure
0: yeah Um, and it's a great time to be a fan because this is like a recall moment, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's bringing us through history, and this show definitely is too. Um, In the grocery store where Ace was stealing, um, you know, stuff and being a dick to the little girl, uh, the girl that he knew there from his childhood, um, he's talking to Crystal, his valet. He says to Big Jim, what's her point of even being a valet? Clearly showing that Ace doesn't have a knowledge of the business, like how important a valet is, or how important
1: Crystal could be to him. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's completely oblivious to to that. And uh, that that continues to be be on display in episode two. Exactly. That'll be a big
0: pivotal point in episode two. And I finally found out what they wrote on the two by four. On the, oh, says, okay. Long live the king. The king, uh,
1: which Thomas Thomas Spade, the dad. That's right. That's right.
0: uh, Yeah. uh, I mean, but that's an homage to long live the king. I mean, we've talked about kings in wrestling, Harley race. I mean, the king of kings who tries the dig, he
1: runs the dings. Yes. Jimmy King. Yes. I I will rule you. Oh man, the he great Oliver, yeah, the great yeah. Oliver, Oliver Platt, Platt, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I could go. We could do a whole. We could do a whole three hour podcast on that. Master movie. of the platform. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, so, just a little recap from episode one: things that we missed. Um, let's yep. get deep into episode two. Uh, let's start it out. We open let's... the episode with Ace and Crystal having sex. Awesome. Let's get
1: these folks hooked. Let's, in. Ch- let's check the box. It's Sunday night. It stars. Let's Chitties. just let, let, let's just put it out there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Jerry the King Lawler has a uh, Diet Coke by his side, and he's ready to watch the show <laughs> with his Mickey and Minnie Mouse blanket over his lap. Oh! I'm not going <laughs> to tell you what he's doing. I'm not going to tell you what he's doing under there. What? I,
1: I thought you were just going to cut it off with with his Mickey's. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and a mini under his blanket. Oh, God. Damn it. I'm <laughs>
0: <clears throat> sorry. Meanwhile, Jack Spade is working on a script, I assume, because he's texting in his laptop in his bed uh, with his wife Stacy uh, next to him. Uh, Jack goes to the bathroom, and we see that he has a shiner from Ace from the last episode uh, where Ace punched him in the face because um, Ace was not the face, and Ace tapped out to that Fujiwara armbar that was put on shoe hold by Jack and uh cried like a like a fourth grade girl. Uh, yes. what uh, well, we'll hear from Wild Bill but yeah, um not a good scene for the guys. Um you know and there was right. a there was a lashing on the back of Jack. He got hit with the 2 by 4 so we can see that there was some stiffness,
1: you know. Yeah, absolutely. And I like the juxtaposition here between, you know, just like the there are realities like, you know, Ace is just, you know, he's younger. He's just, you know, he's doing 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 what you do. Um, trying to, you know, forget about uh this whole situation. And with uh, you know, with Jack yeah. it's more it's more, you know, real world, just kind of like he's he's bearing the weight of, you know, supporting a family and trying to trying to prop up this business and then we find out a little bit more about uh, jack's day-to-day in this episode as well which will exactly we uh,
0: cut to jack spade pulling up to leaky lawnmowers and he has an actual job Uh, his boss is the chair nazi
1: yeah yeah man he uh yeah putting uh putting jack up in a uh in a folding chair because i guess you know he wants the You know, make him feel at home. But uh, yeah, no, so this is, you know, it's interesting that they didn't uh, bring this to light in the first episode. Yeah, He's got got his normal nine to five. He's working sales at a lawnmower dealership uh, and his boss is revealed to be the uh, grandson of his former boss. who I guess brought him in. But yeah, he's working a working a sales job and hating every second of it. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And like, what were your thoughts on this though? I'm mean, Like you said, like the first episode, I was surprised that they didn't bring this up, but I, I love it that they brought it up right at the beginning of the second episode. It's like, uh, he's a regular guy, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think the, the, in the first episode, it's, it's all building up to the show. And so you're live, you're, he's completely in this world that he wants to be in this world of, of pro wrestling. You're enveloped then- in his world. Exactly, and then so the this episode when he, when Jack's brought back, it's like, okay, you wake up, you know, snap back to reality. Wow, uh, there goes there, gra- goes, there gravity. goes gravity. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and, we've uh, done that so you- many times with this podcast. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but yeah, so yeah, you're just like, it's just like you're you're you know, you're in his world. Like you're this is like this is okay. All right, now you're waking up. You got you know your your face is fucked up, your back's fucked up. You gotta go to gotta go to a job that you hate. And it's just like it really it, it does a good job of showing the uh you know the gravity and the sort of the, the dichotomy between the life that he's you know striving so hard to to live versus you know the this other part of his life, which is you know necessary for him to be able to uh you know support his family. And what like a what a strong dichotomy
0: that is, you know, like what the hell you know like
1: only yeah yeah i mean everybody's living between everybody's living you know, that on that. some level yeah. man yeah everybody's yeah. yeah like everybody's got their passions and and you know. and then
0: when somebody says what you're doing is fake yeah that's e- that hurts even more you know
1: yeah especially in, in the wrestling world when you're trying and, and, so
0: hard to be something real to yourself or your yes. other peers you know yeah exactly yeah it's it's wild. Um, yeah. The the boss is a not chair Nazi and he says, hey, what happened to your eye? I thought wrestling was fake because, uh, you know, Jack has the shiner. But uh, yeah. yeah, we then cut to Rooster, our boy Rooster and yes. Apocalypse and the uh, who's the mess? lucha guy. I forget his name.
1: Uh, uh, I like you on him. Yes, just one second. Uh, I will say uh, apocalypse, we didn't note this in the last episode, and I, I didn't realize that this is James Harrison uh, okay. playing him, and James Harrison is a uh, longtime football player. He played for the Steelers for the bulk of his career, really. Uh, yeah, yeah, five time pro bowler uh, two thousand and eight defensive player of the year. yeah, he's got a, he had a he had a really successful football career, and I guess he's trying to branch into acting and he's doing pretty damn well because i I, I definitely enjoy his character quite a bit um and then uh the luchador it's um it looks like one of the guys from uh lost yeah look kind of looks like hurley but it's not hurley uh <laughs> yeah i need to pull up imdb i need to stop it, they,
0: they're 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 watching the fdw promotion um yes. you know bit in the in the locker room the rival promotion who is yes. uh, all blood and guts showing us more of uh Judas Messias and yeah <laughs> and yeah yes yeah. and Samoa Joe
1: Judas Judas oh. Messiah and Macias really gets the uh gets the shine in this episode man yes, he wasn't they didn't show him much in the last one <laughs> um and we'll we'll talk about him more later when he has a he has a more prominent scene but the uh the promoter is played by Mike O'Malley and I was Trying for the longest time to real. He's the guy whatever. from Double Dare, from Guts.
0: Guts. I'm sorry. Do you have guts. it? Yeah. Wait. Wait. Do you have it? Guts. Guts.
1: Yes. Do you yeah. have it?
0: And he's yeah. a he's a he's a local yokel for you and I because he's a Redskins fan. Um, oh nice. He was, he was always on that show um back in the day wearing Redskins gear. What was that network TV show that he was on? Um, he was on. Uh, it was with the guy that was from Boston Common. Holy shit! Yeah, Mike yeah, O'Malley.
1: He, he's also an executive producer on On Heels. So he's, really, uh, yeah, no way. yeah, yeah, for wow. sure. Wow.
0: So is he a wrestling fan? Because Poss- he plays he, he plays the Charlie Gully uh, character pretty fucking good. He does.
1: Know? He does. Yeah. He really captures that promoter vibe very well. He was on the show um, Yes, dear. Yes, dear. That's it.
0: Yep. Uh, that's All my right. man. I like I
1: like Michael O'Malley, man. Since yeah. Guts. Back yeah, he's day. good. Yeah, he's a good dude. Um, yeah, that's that. I, I couldn't remember what I recognized him from, but yeah, as soon as I saw his face, I'm like, guts. Guts. Um, Do you
0: have it? Last year, I was like, I mean, last year, last episode, I was like, is that David Cross? I was like, no, that's <laughs> not David Cross, because David Cross would have <laughs> taken over the show. But
1: uh, yeah, um, Michael Mountain,
0: yeah. man. Uh, Big yeah, plus the- for me having him in there.
1: Hell yeah, and they get you know the host of Guts to be the promoter of the Blood and Guts blood promotion. And guts. Oh my God. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, um,
0: so he is promoting his Blood and Guts promotion. The guys in the back are watching in the locker room, and the newcomer, the new dude, uh, comes in there, and uh, he wants to be called Turquoise because he was painted blue. He looked like the ripoff of Lou Ferrigno,
1: yeah, he. I know he's there for comic relief, but it's it, he's like it's one, of, one of my least least yeah. favorite parts of the show for sure. It's bad. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, we then see that Willie, the the actress that plays the second to uh, Jack Spade. Mm-hmm. Um, she's doing maintenance in the building as well. Uh, so it's so run down that they're not sure, you know, what's going to happen. The guys in the locker room don't know what's going to happen in the script because they didn't know what was going to happen between Ace and Jack Spade from the last episode of the shoot move pulled in the end of the ring. Um, and Rooster comes up with the decision, you know, like Jack hasn't finished the script. He came up with that on the win. what tells you that he's going to be behind any of
1: us getting that strap ever in this company? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I think he says he, you know, if that's what he does to his own brother, you know, like, what's he, you know, how's, you know, what does that say about how he's gonna gonna treat us, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's an interesting scene. Uh, we learn more about um, Apocalypse as well. It's revealed that he's former he champ,
0: former champ, yeah,
1: former champ. Yeah, kind of fell on some hard times with some substance abuse, uh, substance abuse issues. It was, you know, he's now sober, and you know, it's revealed that Jack. And DWL kind of took care of him when he was in rehab, which is, which is awesome. So, And it shows that Jack at least has a heart, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's wild.
0: Then we cut to Jack Spade at the lawnmower shop that he works at. Um, and he does his hot cell promo. He gets kind of like set up by his boss to, uh, you know, sell that lawnmower. Yeah. But uh, not, you know, he's like, I set you up for the, uh, for the hard sale of the, the moaning, the, the bitching wife and the moaning kids. And Jack rebuttals, not all wives bitch, not all kids moan. And the boss tells Jack to borrow some of his wife's makeup because that shiner is scaring everybody. The shiner that he got from his brother. Um, man, a real scene there, you know. Like I like the intensity of that
1: yeah yeah for sure it definitely captures that that world of uh of sales pretty well too just you know just you know bullshit you know pitches bullshit yeah. bullshit bullshit bullshit. Bull- bullshit. exactly yeah,
0: But yeah. you know in the same vein isn't that comparable to wrestling like yeah yeah it's, exactly it's, it's, it's like man it's like you got to sell this but then you got to sell that what can right. you do you know like the dichotomy of it is so intricate in this show you know absolutely yeah it's all about selling yeah, um, we cut to a the squirrel scene with Stacy the mom and the son Thomas. Um, the mom goes up to check out what's going on in the attic, and Stacy the mom takes a bump off
1: a ladder. Yeah, yeah, just like slides right down, and uh, yeah, that's it was a pretty good bump. Uh, yeah, so they 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 find out that they got some squirrels up there, and so the squirrels. Come into play throughout the episode and they i i kind of when i was watching thought that like maybe they were like somewhat symbolic of like mm-hmm. the uh kind of like the issues that that Jack and Stacy have in their relationship and they're just kind of like you know not being seen and kind of making noise here and there and like not getting addressed um so that i that's kind of what what my interpretation of it was i don't know if that and no uh, i i definitely agree and you and i coming from like a you know but
0: you and I have families, you know, yeah. cutting the kayfabe here. We have families. Yeah. We have newly, you know, newly raised kids that we're raising, you know, yeah. newly born kids that we're raising. Um, it's hard, regardless. I, I know how cheesy that may sound to other people that don't have kids or anything, but once you have them, you'll understand. And the uh, the squirrels that go on around you, it's all <laughs> just noise, you know? That's <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely i think there's some foreshadowing here with the mom taking a bump off the ladder though you think so Um, i i do believe so um there is a lot going on with the mom and uh what can happen with her character yeah now she's kind of stuck in that like uh the christian ideology of just stay put and
1: do your part you know yeah, yeah, you get you get to the you get I mean we'll we'll obviously you know we'll get to the end yeah, of uh, the episode. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean uh yeah she's like you know slowly kind of getting sick of this this life and you know this life of uh a lot of sacrifice uh yeah. and uh you know sacrifice for uh you know the DWL and, and Jack's you know passion to uh to you know live that wrestling life and what does that do for the greater good? Exactly. Uh, what's best for business? Exactly. Um, and
0: business means this family. Uh, yeah, the the son asks the mom not to kill the squirrels. We'll see how that goes. Uh, she <laughs> says they won't do that. But you know, in your heart of hearts, if you see something in your house and it's going to disturb your kid, you're, you're like, yeah, well, they went to uh, toilet bowl heaven.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so, Jack Spade comes home from work and he cracks open a cold one for the boys. He's (laughs) got to, he's got to finish the script and he's got things to do and she's got things to do too. So we see that they're separate as a couple, but together as a family, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Kind
1: of, kind of just pass like ships in the night. And I I, I do like the line where he like, you know, he storms in and uh, he starts drinking the beer. And she's like, well, that was dramatic. Like, Yeah, I know. I, know. I was We've like, I, I, yeah, I, I like that, that she was like calling him out on a shit there. So that was that was cool.
0: Because, mm-hmm. you know, us uh, working the biz all the time. Right. Guy, guys like that, that know wrestling can be a little dramatic and uh, can know how to sell at certain points. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Especially if we got an alcohol problem. Um we're then at Mrs. Spade's house, the 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 mother of Jack and Ace. Oof, um, Yeah. And Crystal and Ace are fucking. They're getting it, they're getting it in. Like as Wild Bill would say, let's get fucked up. <laughs> um Ace keeps calling Wild Bill. And uh, you know, he's trying to get that 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 momentum going that he had for Wild Bill scouting him for the big business. And Ace uh, doesn't get an answer from wild Bill so he's on the phone and his mom is saying uh the meatloaf's ready he says mom i don't want meatloaf I never know what she's yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh it's the it's the hardcore scene of uh you know wedding crashers
1: oh uh, yes yes yeah meatloaf <laughs> yeah.
0: so uh they go to dinner uh in the house and the mom only made dinner for ace and herself not for crystal uh crystal is not really appreciated here in the show as we'll see as we roll her all in this episode but she gets a real sense of her character development um like we said in the first episode she's a real punching bag so far yes yeah mama it's a
1: casserole it's a casserole
0: yeah it's we got planning you scoop yeah. you poop
1: <laughs> but yeah yeah and you get uh you get a little uh idea of what the uh what the mom is like in this episode too and she's a little bit of a nightmare i would say
0: wow wonder why wonder why their dad killed them so (laughs)
1: yeah right
0: (laughs) crystal um she goes to leave and the mom chases her out uh following up and uh she's talking about how you know like hey you think that was fun Did you have fun? How's my son? How's Ace? How's he doing? Oh, you've been fucking him all day and you didn't ask how he was? Well, guess what? This is all scripted. It's all fake. Don't think this is real. That's, again, reiterated in in the show. You know, like, it's all fake,
1: quote unquote. Um, Yeah, and in the same breath, kind of implying that their relationship is fake too because it's based in this fake wrestling world.
0: Exactly. And there is a sense of that too. It's like when you guys are on top, You know you're feeling great that's going to be great but then what happens after when the chase is done um Mm -hmm. sable mark marrow we we can go through the list of like people that thought that they were on top and fall down you know yep um I'm, i'm not i'm not just calling them out i'm that's a prime example for me in a way um yeah yeah absolutely but uh you know, the mom wants to make sure that Ace makes a clean break away from the business. And uh, Crystal says that he's just lucky to have a mom like her, which is sarcasm, heavy handed over, you know, they, they definitely have some beef going on here.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that uh, Mrs. Spade appreciated the subtlety of the remark.
0: Hmm. Uh, we cut to Willie,
1: the 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 right hand of jack
0: spade she's meeting with charlie gully who's mike o'malley who we spoke about earlier um you know i running, running running the fwd promotion um he has a, a nice little you know homage to philly and uh, baltimore scene guys with the uh you know the the vest with the the patches on
1: yeah yeah he's, the, got the, he's
0: got the dilly Yaff
1: patch that's right yeah, and they, he's constantly referred to as a as a Yankee among amongst other uh, expletives, uh, and so yeah, I would I would love to to get some confirmation that he is you know D.C. Baltimore uh, local because I could definitely see that. Yeah, he he wants to buy the building the uh, the building that
0: they're running in the Duffy Wrestling League, um, yeah. and he says that Jack is a prick for shitting on him, you know, and he states that he's not coming after him. He's already here in his city, so he's running promotions, and he's trying to be a threat to the DWL, Um, and Willie kind of has a rebuttal here, and she says that folks come there for their shows because they really care about the people. They don't care about blood and guts, and, um, you know, one day soon, DWL is going to be the competition. What are your thoughts on that? Because that kind of like I don't know the time that we're living in right now with AEW and different promotions, trying to get bigger and the thought or or the, the constant, I mean, you and I, we have a podcast network, whatever. So we're part of the, those voices, but so many people are talking about what is wrestling and what is not, and what is enjoyable and what is not Uh, what a time to be a fan, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, for, you know, like I, I, I think with that remark, it's it's sort of like that's sort of their their lofty goals as a promotion is to get to you know a, a level where they have some sort of national exposure and and be, you know, in that conversation. And so I think a lot of the stuff, you know, they, they keep going back to YouTube, and you know, yeah. in the in this episode, it's it's exposure. all uh, it's yeah, it's all about exposure. And you know, in this episode, of course, the the, the hot video is uh Ace's uh breakdown post match and, and that gets alluded to a lot. Um but yeah, you can see that they're you know they're trying to sort of like cast their net out there and get get that exposure. Um because really, I mean, that's you know, they have to shoot for that because the way that things are going are is you know not sustainable from a, from a business perspective. So um, yeah, it's, it's a, a really, really good scene between, uh, between Willie and, uh, the, uh, promoter. Um, and I think I, I liked what she was saying too, about how, uh, the, you know, you, you're, you're catering to these people because you think because they're poor, they're dumb. They just want to see, you know, car crashes. Um, you know, and, and that's, you know, it's, it's so wrestling is so subjective in terms of what people want from it. And, um. I think that's the scene kind of hit on that a little bit too. So it was, it was a very, very enjoyable scene.
0: I think uh, one of the clearest examples, if I could be cheesy and shit is uh, wrestling fans, they want it all and they want it now. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, you know, Absolutely, you want it all, yeah. you want it now, but then when you get it, it's like, well, that was kind of, you know, in this day of age, we kind of come at it with a, like a booking standpoint. Um, right, because of the exposure of that we've had to knowledge of booking and um, running a company.
1: Um, yeah, but, yeah, that's and in yeah. this in this era too of, of so many podcasts and so many, I mean, so many podcasts out there are essentially just a like a weekly shoot interview, right? Like that's right. all the all the, right. all, the Conrad, all the Conrad podcasts and stuff like that. Yeah, um, and so everybody everybody is is geared towards that insider. Side, that insider you know, aspect of the industry, which makes sense because it, it, it adds so many layers to it. And Isn't it that why it,
0: we're watching and reviewing this show?
1: Exactly. Yeah, it makes you it know? more. It, it makes everything more interesting. But yeah, at, at a certain point, it does become like, you know, I, I mean, obviously, there's there, you know, a toxic. Separate go, the, you know. Yeah. 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 There's a you know, a ton of toxicity out there with with wrestling fans. Everybody knows that. But, but um, yeah, at, at a certain point, it's like you're kind of spinning your wheels a little bit with it mm-hmm. um i always go back to uh, a john moxley interview from from way back in the day where he just i forget what he was talking about but he just kind of stops and he's like you know wrestling is supposed to be fun and exactly. that's what i always that's what i always go back to it's like no matter what you're what like sort of level you're looking at it from and what what aspects you're you're you know taking into account like just have fun with it, you know? Yeah. That, that, that's what it's all about. Yeah, I'm gonna go out on the limb here.
0: Um, I was really hard on AEW at the first year. Um, almost to where so, like, you know, I hate I have a bad taste in my mouth from WWE and the things that they've done. Um, and I had a bad taste in my mouth about wrestling. I was almost fully done with like enjoying wrestling purely as a fan. Um and to me. I I just, like, I stopped critiquing or I stopped listening to wrestling podcasts, honestly. Um, I host one here, but it's, I want to make it fun. I want to have a review. I want to have common knowledge of, I don't want to sit there and, like, beat everything up, too. Right. I want to talk about what shit. I want to talk about what I enjoyed or didn't enjoy, but I don't want to make it negative. Um, Right. uh, And wrestling, to me, got negative. You know? It was, like, so... Like I don't know, this resurgence again has lifted my spirits so much about wrestling, about what it could be, you know, like what it is as fans. It's the fans, man. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, it, it that's was, awesome. It's, it's been a big breakthrough, honestly, yeah. in the last like month or two of everybody opening up again and thus going back to best in the world with seeing ROH, which, you know, in all accounts, four out of ten. Four out of ten. <laughs> <I'm> kidding. <laughs> kidding. That was a great pay-per-view. Um, yeah, I, I just loved watching pure wrestling right there on that show. And there's mixed in with entertainment on ROH programming, of course. But um, I, I just missed that feeling of being a wrestling fan, man. And uh, the comeback, the resurgence. This is what it is. This is yeah, the perfect timing for the show too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'm, i mean, I'm really glad to hear that because it's such a, you know, we all kind of go in and out, I think over the years, you know, like, I, like I, I haven't really, I, I've never, I haven't been like completely out of it since like middle school. I, I got right. away from it in middle school, but you know, you, you have, you know, it, 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 you know, wanes and, you know, it, it, it resurges, um, from time to time, but yeah, I think the pandemic was just such a, um, such a weird time. And, uh, in the case of AEW, like you mentioned, you know, they had to, you know, they are only, they were less than a year old when the pandemic hit. So mm-hmm. they're trying to establish themselves as a company and, you know, not, not to get, you know, this isn't an AEW podcast, but to your point, like it was, it was a very weird time. And now that the fans are back, um, and, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, Staying safe as they go out to shows, you know, with, you know the vaccinations. Again, you know, not going to get into that right now. This is a, you know, this is all yeah, heels yeah, right. Yes, yeah. but uh, you know,
0: join us for catching up.
1: Right, right, but yeah, I, I think you know the we're you know obviously this past Friday was CM Punk's return and it was just such a magical dude.
0: Uh, I had, I mean, we're we're gonna have to talk about it.
1: You and I have, yeah, to. like, I mean, yeah, right, let's do
0: it now. I mean. Let's, yeah we're gonna break in between here like we'll like at least fill up five minutes because you and i were it's late you know we're we're both <laughs> fathers and parents but let's let's dude i had tears in my eyes chills in my spine i have never it's been so long since i have ever felt that passionate about wrestling ever in my life you know
1: yeah absolutely it was just such a i, I was so like I, I was hyped up for it. Um, you know, everybody knew it was going to happen, but again, you didn't know for sure because they didn't outright announce it, which I think was a, which was a great move. Brilliant. Um, and yeah, it was just, I, I, I don't know. I've always been a huge fan of punk, um,
0: going Same back here. to like, Same yeah,
1: here. yeah. And he's always like, um, you know, for better or worse and some, you know, some cases for worse, you know, he's had his, you know, his dispute with Colt Cabana, which I don't think anybody came out of that looking particularly good um but yeah i mean he's he's always for better or worse been extremely genuine and uh and so to see him like you know go on this journey for the last you know seven so, years eight years compared to yeah yeah exactly uh and you know to see him you know he like he went out there and he he gave it all to MMA and he just didn't didn't have the skill set for it it was you know whether that has to do with his age or, or whatever. Well, he talked but,
0: about that with Renee Paquette um yeah.
1: on her oral sessions um he talked about you know
0: like he was too old you know yeah. he regrets even signing that 3-year deal like that yeah. was not that was not a move that he should have done at that age but he fucking did it
1: dude. You yeah know? yeah exactly that's you know to have you know to have the the, the belief in yourself and the courage to, to, you know, think that, you know, to not, and to not only just believe in yourself, like, I, I don't think it was a, a delusion at all. Like, I just think he firmly believed in himself and like, he, you could see how hard he was training and like, he, he just gave his all and he got knocked on his ass and then he came back and he he kept going and, you know,
0: I've seen certain- a guy do that before. His name was Brock Lesnar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly uh and so yeah i mean i have just got i I got all the respect in the world for the guy and so to see him like absolutely you know he was at a place in wwe where he was like physically mentally they yeah, were making
0: him mentally ill
1: broken yeah he was yeah. you know he was broken and so for him to get away from that and like come full circle and get back to a place and there just so happens to be a and we're in a world now with aew yeah which is you know a place where he can go and, and have yeah. fun and like rekindle that love of wrestling and to see you know the emotion from the fans and his the emotion from him it was just such a it was it was an awesome awesome night and uh you could feel it, it was something like i would obviously would have loved to have been in the building for that
0: but oh, you, it's yeah. almost
1: like you, it's almost like you didn't even need to be in the building like it, i've it just, never i've never heard a reaction
0: like that yeah uh, yeah even it, on tv that was deafening. i don't i don't know if it was piped in in some way but Dude, I doubt my, it. My yeah. phone was fucking like shaking from yeah. the reaction, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. It was just, yeah. One of the one of the best feel good moments in in wrestling, and and a long. And long he's time. done that.
0: He's done that twice in at least ten years. Yeah. Like what the hell? This is this is like one of the best wrestlers ever. Um, yeah. Even even though you know, we go we go, if we go Bret Hart motto, you know. You know in the bell, you know, out of the bell, he's not pound for pound. The heart you know. scale, yeah, yeah, the heart scale. He's four out of ten. Right. But, um, I would say like one of the greatest modern day wrestlers that we've ever seen or witnessed in my life because of the whole gimmick of being straight edge. I'm different than you. It was just it was something different at the time, even in the ROH days. Like, yeah, that's who I remember CM Punk from ROH. ECW, early days, MLW, which was the, you know, the predecessor of ECW, um, you know, like, we, we fucking, like, we grasped onto that character, because it was so good. And then he, he went to the WWE, and uh, they tried so hard to, like, adjust that. And he tried so hard to just stay who his character was. Uh, and that just rings true to, like, this show, like bringing it full circle. It's like, man, just stay true to who you might be, you know, turned up to 11.
1: Right. Exactly. And I think the, the biggest thing with Punk, and I mean, he's, he's, you know, I, I, I'm a huge fan of his in-ring work. I think he's great. I'm an, you know, even bigger fan of what he can do on the mic and, you know, to your point with the, with straight edge character, he can thread that needle and like go between face and heel so easily just by like, You know, just by his words, you know, like he can be the same person play. Yeah. Yeah. He can be the same person, you know, and, and, and make you love him or make him hate him just like at the turn of, at the drop of a dime. Um, But the biggest thing with him is the, the, that connection with the fans. And we saw that. And I think, you know, again, you know, like he
0: sold out a building on the rumor that he would be there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A building that, that WWE has a pandemic yeah wwe hasn't run that building i mean a lot of that has to do with the cost or whatever yeah but yeah i don't think they ran it after SummerSlam slam 94 um but uh yeah i yeah i think it's that connection with the fans and i think that that's also sort of at the heart of you know at the uh, at the heart of this show too and what uh you know what jack's trying to build so um yeah and you know it's it's a pretty remarkable moment and he's going to be on the show next week too. So that's cool. So and maybe maybe we'll tack this on to next week or whatever. I think, <laughs> I
0: think, but I, I think it's so remarkable that we're going through this experience of this show, this real life moment of wrestling, um, amazement that we're like, that we're seeing right now, like this man, we're living through another era, you know, a transitional yeah. era. Um, yeah. something big, you and I have done that through golden era, through the uh, aggressive era, you know, uh, WCW and ECW being absorbed. You and I have lived through a lot of this shit and ROH, the birth of TNT or TNA, um, the birth of AEW, like there's so much stuff that we're going through right now with the evolution of wrestling. Um, and it's, it's, oh, it's like, man, it is a great time to be a fan. But you know there 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 are moves to be made. You know where do you go from here? Yeah, yeah. It's it's like AWA, you know, NWA and and WWF back in the eighties. Like, ooh, this is great. Now where do we go? You know. Yeah. But I think everybody has enough insight, uh, mind behind the business and money um, that we can continue to be uh, fans that enjoy every presentation of this absolutely um all right let's 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 jump back into the show because uh you know one man is not bigger than the actual uh business that they work in so uh charlie gully the leader of dwl is talking to millie the uh, right hand of jack spade and charlie tells her that jack spade is his ego is going to be the downfall of dwl Um, and he tells Willie to jump ship before the, the, you know, the ship sinks.
1: Yeah. So he's, I mean, he's, he wants that building. He's making a move. Yeah. And like you said, he's already there. So it's, it's not a question of, of if, or if, or when he's, he's there. And, um, you know, assuming, you know, in the, in the weeks to come, we'll see him, you know, cross promote and, um, yeah, it's like as if there wasn't enough going on internally with D.W.L. Now you got this this outsider coming in and uh, looking to take over the territory.
0: Yeah, I would love to see a promo of like the guts. Do you have it? And it's like <laughs> Nick Gage cutting John Moxley's face with the pizza cutter.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. And then Ju- Judas Messias and the Great. Drink his blood. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Like, uh,
0: we cut to uh, Jack Spade. He's listening to Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network, uh, of course. Yeah. About Jimmy and I complaining about wrestling, or me, more <laughs> specifically. Uh, uh, no, I'm kidding. He's watching a podcast reviewing wrestling, and uh, he hears the squirrels. So his wife tells him about the squirrels, and he'll get it solved. Dot dot dot. Don't worry about it. Yeah.
1: Let me watch these nerds talk shit about me. I mean, I need
0: to hear about Kobe and Jimmy what they have to say about Jack Spade. <laughs> um, yeah, Willie. We cut to a scene with Willie back. Uh, she tells Jack about the offer from Charlie Gully from FWD, and that he wants to buy the building. And he says, "Fuck him." Jack says, "Fuck him." But for how much?
1: <laughs> how much does he want to buy it?
0: Because kind of, uh, could be in you know business.
1: Yeah, yeah, I uh, I I love that. I love that,
0: that scene. That, that was a great was scene. Great. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's in long, you know, the grass that he hasn't cut in his backyard. He's out there on the phone with Willie, telling her, "Fuck Charlie Gully. He's not going to, you know, sell his company, but he could if the price is right." Yeah. Um, But he, but then he goes, "No, we're going to blow up bigger than ever before." And she asks if he spoke to Ace. Uh, his brother about the incident that they had in the last episode. And he says, uh, no, he's not booked on the card. She's like, that's not what I mean. Have you talked to him like personally? And uh, he kind of ignores that, you know? Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Uh, Go ahead. Yeah. It's not, not looking, not ready to, uh, to mend fences just yet.
0: Yeah. The greatest talker in the biz quote unquote can't talk. Um, So we, Get a cut to Crystal, the uh, the female valet of Ace. She finally gets home and she is going to challenge the Young Bucks on a trampoline
1: match. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Young yeah, yeah, Young Bucks look great. Uh <laughs> good nice to see them finally get some get some exposure on a national <laughs> level. <laughs>
0: Yeah, she goes to the trampoline, and it's two young boys that obviously might be her younger brothers or people that she cares for, (laughs) uh, (laughs) younger buckers. (laughs) Um, And uh, yeah, she hits a great suplex on them, though, more foreshadowing about um, her testament to the business and uh, her skills.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Uh, cut, Cut to Wild Bill finally calling Ace back. And, uh, you know, um, this is a great line. Ace is like, hey, how's it going? And Wild Bill responds, just doing what I do. Kind (laughs) of like a do-do-do. Do-do-do. do do And uh, Ace is told to pump the brakes on uh, him, you know, returning to development or doing anything for the big company because – or him going to development or doing anything for the big company because, you know, Wild Bill says – you were crying like a fourth grader and uh, that wasn't a good look. You got to <laughs> always be performing, always make an impression, uh, you know? And then we, as he says that you always have to make an impression. He takes a shot of liquor and he has a prostitute or sex worker, lady of the night, a good friend in the background. I don't want to, yeah. you know, assume
1: yeah, in this scene, he's he's uh, ass naked too, uh, except for it looks like maybe a bolo tie of sorts. I don't know. Now, that's awesome. <laughs> I want to fuck in the bolo tie only.
0: <laughs> Could you imagine that was Jake the, the snake? Bolo, snake
1: saying, the he, bolo tie he stays he on. Said, Jake the snake said, the
0: bolo tie stays
1: on. She's like, what? <laughs> bolo tie stays on.
0: Sweetie, you got to speak up.
1: The bolo tie stays on.
0: Um, yeah. Uh, so he tells him the. I'm sorry. Wild Bill tells Ace to go to maybe uh, Charlie Gully's promotion. You know, stir up some shit there, get a little bit of a bigger name. Uh, you know this, and he tells Ace this business sort of ends bad, no matter what. At least you're young and you got a bit longer than us.
1: Yeah, wow. that's a that's a heavy line, and uh, so rings true in in uh, a lot of cases, unfortunately. And he says
0: it is what it is, and Ace responds, "It is what it is." Yep.
1: Yeah, and yeah, that's wow. sort of a, a theme of this episode too. Is like It is what he yeah. heals. Yeah, like things are uh, things are fucked, but uh, we're just gonna keep 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 going, keep going for that uh, that shot of adrenaline. You know, going getting out in front of the crowd and doing what, what you gets do. you high, what gets you going. You know, exactly. Yeah it's wild um
0: we cut to stacy and jack the husband and wife uh they're doing some pillow talk and uh they're talking about her you know she wants jack to be more you know active in the the family life rather than wrestling dedicating all of his time to this um and she wants her she wants jack to help out with soccer with thomas the son and he said What's there learning about soccer? You kick the ball, you run, kick again. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, kind of, that's-
1: kind of like half joking, but maybe a little less than half joking. You know? Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's
0: is, is- that's kind of how wrestling fans view other sports. We're like, what's there about yeah. basketball? You just dribble the ball and fucking shoot and dribble yeah. the ball and <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, I don't know that 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 kind of like struck a chord with me as as far as like how wrestling fans view other sports. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so he, 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 the son cannot kick the ball with the grass so long though, So he's going to, he's going to be a super kicker.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of he just <laughs> super kick party. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Just kind of, again, you know, you know, kind of just shirking his responsibilities, man, you know, with the, with the squirrel and the grass and, you know, um, he's got tunnel vision you know, and, and same thing that could be said for his, for his job too, is, you know, he's really just, he's completely engrossed, uh, with, with what's going on with the DWL. Yeah. And the wife, uh,
0: Stacy is trying to ask questions about it, what's going on. And, uh, you know, as a man, when you're under a lot of pressure, you don't want to talk about things until you dissect them and, uh, the loop for yourself. Um, and that kind of like hit a chord with me. I was like, damn, Uh, This little scene here, Um, uh, you know, Jack digresses that Charlie Gully is trying to start a war, like in the eighties, but he just needs to stay on the grind, and he doesn't want to talk about the situation with Ace. But we flash cut to a scene of the son Thomas overhearing the parents, are you? And they're muffled from the other room, and
1: they go back to them. A little, little nice scene there. I, I really felt that one, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, any, any time. I mean, I feel like most, most people growing up have, have some, some level of that, some, some worse than others. Um, but yeah, it's, it's never, uh, never a good feeling when you hear that going on. And uh, yeah, it's nice to, um, for, to have that, that perspective added to the show because um, it really adds uh, some gravity to it.
0: Absolutely. Um, You know, Stacy wants him to cancel the show and, you know, she, she admits that he ruined ACE's chances of ever getting big and he feels guilt there and he won't talk still. And she says the best talker won't even talk to his wife, you know, there's another little
1: bit there. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, she seems, there's a recurring theme where she she seems very concerned about ACE uh, which is understandable um of course but like you know she she mentions in the scene that that she went to check on him and he wouldn't talk or whatever and uh, i think at one point she's you know looking at her phone and seeing the the that video of him crying in the ring is you know getting more views or whatever um so there's definitely she's kind of like looking out for ace a little bit um mm-hmm. we'll see where we'll see where that goes
0: yeah, it's interesting because we get the dynamic of her looking out for Ace, and then all of a sudden we will we will get to it. But uh, Jack and Crystal build a little bit of a repertoire, you know. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, so they hear the squirrels while they're talking in bed, and Stacy says she's just going to sleep on the couch, and she goes to leave, and she says, "You remember when you were supposed to buy a new mattress, and you uh you you bought you know pyro systems instead, scooters." Yeah, spooters, yeah. little spooters for Goldberg to come out. He said, <laughs> dun, 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 dun. He's gonna come out for one shot to stare down our main guy, but he won't wrestle. <laughs> um, anyhow, yeah, uh, he he just responds with yeah. Um, skip to the next scene. Melanie, Big Jim's lady. That Big Jim was the wrestling friend of Ace and uh, the guy that Jack was telling to turn heel from last episode, a lovable character, Um, him and Melanie, his wife, they're having a baby. And uh, the mom of Ace spade is looking for ACE and he's not in his room. So she calls Jack and she says, he's not good. He's by himself. He went missing. And Jack says, I'll be right there.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, That's that, that sense of, uh, you know, obligation to, to take care of his brother. Finally, uh, finally gets hold of him. Um, so yeah. So uh, Ace f- flew the coop.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's um, <clears throat> you can show the sign of weakness or he, he's really scared or hurt, you know? Um, yeah. And we get more dynamic over this, this, this little bit. Um, Jack, Goes to the mom's house and uh crystal is already there. Um, because she said Jim bit Big Jim sent her a text saying go there. Um, so Big Jim knows the relation between Crystal and uh Ace as much as Ace might like to think it's fuck buddies. Maybe she thinks it's something more. Um, and everybody thinks that she's an opportunist parasite, you know. Um uh the mom even says get that opportunistic parasite out of my fucking house. And I think that's kind of foreshadowing to me. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to call this out. I think the mom is toxic. Uh, Oh yeah. We're going to, if we're going to use a woke words, I think the mom (laughs) is going to later come out to, uh, uh, to be a, a heel in the show.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can tell, you know, just from the way that she treats crystal, who is already a sympathetic character, uh that yeah she's like I said she's kind of a nightmare uh kind of you know not not the not the nicest person and and you know who knows where you know where her motivations lie I mean I I could I could definitely sympathize with her wanting her son to get as far away from the this business as possible based on what's already happened in her family but yeah the way that she uh treats Crystal is not 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 very cool
0: not good um so Crystal jumps in the car with Jack Um, and Jack asks Crystal, can I help you? She says, no, but I'd rather not be here with your mom, you know? Um, so they go looking for Ace. Um, but Jack kind of has an idea of where he might be. And we cut to Ace drinking a bottle of whiskey and, uh, throwing the bottle at the sign of welcome to Duffy. So Duffy must be a nice place. He he loves that. He loves that town, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, still walking around howling at the moon and <laughs> <laughs>
0: good sounds like a good night um, yeah yeah we go back to jack and crystal in the car um, crystal asks jack what's lucky Stand? You no know, is he at lucky Stan? um uh jack says you know ace loves himself too much to kill himself he would never do that um but you know he he hid a you know bottle of whiskey in his drawer and he saw that the front drawer was open so jack in his mind knows that ace is just hitting the bottle and uh crystal is surprised by this she goes well i thought he only drank beer i mean arbor mist every now and then so we find <laughs> out that ace is an arbor mist guy
1: yeah uh, <laughs> yeah, that explains a lot um, <laughs> But yeah, you could tell that the uh, you know his uh, his uh, drinking uh, regimen did not include uh, you know hard hard whiskey,
0: uh, arbor so th-
1: arbor whiskey. Yeah, so now <laughs> so now that he's uh, he's you know kind of hitting the bottle pretty hard, he's uh, you know not not drinking
0: not... three cases of arbor mist and he's
1: <laughs> yeah. kind of there. Yeah, yeah, and he had a you know a, a zima and a right. uh, yeah. you know, Mike's hard to top it off. He got iced. (laughs)
0: Um, So Jack kind of explains Lucky Stand. It's an old deer stand um, um, that his family used. And when things got shitty, Jack and Ace used to go there in the deer stand. And uh, Crystal and Jack kind of look at each other. And they realize their parents were alcoholics. Um, Your dad, too? Mine. My mom. Yes. And they nod. Um, And man, this show is pulling on some heartstrings, huh?
1: yeah yeah absolutely. it's uh definitely getting yeah, you know, like I said very real um and uh it, it's just like it, the way that they are communicating the characters are communicating with it's each other is so yeah, so true to life and so uh you know well written you know, it's not like uh you know you know sometimes you'll you'll see a show or a movie and it's like overly dramatic and well, there, um, are, there are points in this show that are. But yeah, yeah, for the most part, you know, yeah, like a scene like that is just like, you know, like that's it's just it's very true to life,
0: man. That was that was a real scene, um, you know, and then all of a sudden, Jack Spade slams on his brakes because he doesn't want to hit a possum crossing <laughs> the street. So, uh, it, we we show that he really has a heart because he says, yeah. I, I, I I hate the way I feel after it, um and that like shows like he can do his actions and be nasty and be bitter and be fucking you know over the top and because he has so much passion um but you know after he feels so bad so that shows like what happened with him and ace and like everything the dichotomy of
1: what the show can be you know yeah there's a there's a heart underneath that spade Oh sorry. boy, you, oh god damn it! You I'm turn sorry. that
0: spade upside down, you get it's, rid of the little clover. That's a heart.
1: <laughs> it's 12, it's 12 11. A. Yeah, I know. Okay, <laughs> just uh, a note, note to the listeners. Yeah,
0: we cut to Ace, uh, then walking into a bar, and it's our man Rooster, he's yes. doing some good old karaoke hosting. And uh, Ace wants some tequila, but not for him and Rooster, just for Ace. Two uh, shots, yeah, he wants to sing. Um, we cut back to Jack and Crystal discussing everything. And Crystal says, if Ace comes back, is there a place for him? And Jack responds, Do you know? <laughs> do you mean a place for you? Like, um, he, he he's bitter, you know, because she knows I think that there is like a spot for her, there's some potential, but there is also the potential of ace ruining ruining everything for her
1: you know right yeah yeah she's kind of her her prospects are kind of tied to ace at this point yeah so
0: rooster texts jack as uh jack and chrysler in the car tells him that ace is at the local bar so they start driving there and uh we cut back to the bar with ace singing some good old hank williams yes <laughs> yep uh, he bumps into a table and he spills a beer on some ladies. Hey, ladies, it's just beer. <laughs> and that reminds me of like I like I mean get tore up back in the days. Uh, buddy and I were at a, a baseball game. He stood up during a you know some random series fucking line drive f- for a fucking Nationals game. And uh, he spilled a whole beer inside a lady's purse. She didn't oh, realize it. Oh, my
1: God. It filled up,
0: filled up her entire purse. She didn't realize it until she sat back down. And then she looked back at him and he goes, it's just beer.
1: <laughs> Did he really? <laughs> yes. That's so. <laughs> oh, my that, God. That reminded yeah,
0: me what... just of that. <laughs> it's just beer. Yeah, it's just beer.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not going to you know, ruin everything.
0: <laughs> no um uh, so yeah ace is really drunk and uh you know wants to do some karaoke so he wants to be back up there on the stage and rooster is like oh this is my job dude don't do that so we get a chance to see uh some you know exposition here some background history uh travis davies is in the crowd and he does not like ace is singing and he's like yeah uh, why don't you go cry like you did before when your brother pushed your shit in? Which I don't <laughs> think that's wrestling. That's, I mean, a belly to back suplex looks close, but I don't think he bridged. I don't think he bridged. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, wh- what are your thoughts on that?
1: The, yeah. So I, I. that was a, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I didn't, I, did, I didn't, I didn't overthink that one too much. It's just I, I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah it's just some uh, some uh some 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 good old southern shit talk right there yeah. man travis um, davies
0: is like talking shit and uh the brother ace is like hey remember when i striked you out in baseball and travis goes no i don't but obviously you did so yeah it's a big moment just, for him
1: yeah yeah just yeah. out outwitting him at every moment and uh so, and then, and then as soon as, as soon as he hits him with that zinger, the song starts and then he starts to starts
0: that mumbling,
1: man. mumble rap the Hank, Hank Williams. Uh, and uh, I yeah. love this song. I
0: mean, people are actually though booing a karaoke artist, which you don't do at a bar. You just let him sing it and let him die in peace in the parking lot. Right. Line. Yeah. Or get into a car accident on their way home. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. What? Okay. Uh, so, People are actually booing that. So ace says, fuck fuck, 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 fuck Duffy. And yeah, um, he's he like, did. he's like, fuck this place, fuck that. You know, he's coming full heel here. Yeah, um, Travis says, you know, cry like last week. <laughs> you know, your your fucking little limp dick can't fight unless it's fake. And we get another <laughs> representation of it's fake. Yes. And then Jack, uh, Jack and Crystal walk into the bar at the same time. Uh, as that's going on and they get involved jack runs to travis gives him a fucking rock bottom on the stage uh and a big brawl comes through the whole bar and the the, the lyrics and the song leaving here a better man lift up and i i love this scene
1: i don't know yeah yeah, no. The, everything, everything inside the bar is, is, is great. I didn't mind the the rock bottom. I think that's a, a good use of a choke of slam a, on the table a, of a wrestling move in a bar fight. Um, yeah, it, it's and, it, and it's a good uh, representation of where everybody's loyalty lies. Because even though, even like uh, Rooster, like um, you know, he's he obviously he's, he's at work, so he's trying to trying to you know defuse the situation. But when uh, when the uh, local throws out the F word and says, calls it fake he, you know he you know turns his head and gives him the death stare too so yeah everything in the bar was 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 a good scene uh and then we get outside the bar um yeah and uh and so the guy that uh was the yeah so the uh he needs who, his job he he needs his job yeah he's he's very upset Um, But then the, uh, what was the name of the the local guy that they're fighting with? Travis. Travis. Travis comes Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, Travis comes out and um, then he says something about. uh,
0: He said, you're fucking losers. You're pussies. Just like your old man. Yes. And then Crystal runs up and hits (laughs) the most beautiful Hurricane Rana I have ever seen. And I wonder who has ever hit a Hurricane Rana on the fucking like in in a parking lot because guess what you land on your knees, yeah. She's gonna land on her knees and scuff her knees. But I swear to God, whoever did the stunt double, if it's her, that was impressive. That was smooth.
1: I don't even know if it was a stunt double or if it was like you know it happened so fast it almost looks like it was like CGI. I don't think it was CGI. I think it was a stunt double. But yeah, um, it was it was Candice Laree probably. Pro- probably um it was this was things. like this was the <laughs> this was the moment this week of, of like like last week when the uh with the uh uh tna footage first got dropped and i was like what the fuck this was my what the fuck moment of the episode like uh
0: just can on the, the the parking lot
1: yeah like of all the wrestling moves you're gonna go with like the one that I'm assuming again, you know, you've you've been in the ring. I haven't, but I'm assuming that that requires more cooperation than Mm -hmm. you know, almost about you know, just about Mm -hmm. any kind of move that you could just throw out there. Um, (laughs) It's just like it's so off the wall. Like I mean, I, I I love that like Crystal was the one to step in. Like that, I like the I like the character development there, but like. I don't know. Have her do like a judo throw or something. Like something, yeah, right. Yeah, like, this is like, like damn, miss a bit. She went
0: and she did the hurricane run. She did a poison runner on the yeah. motherfucking hunky dog man. Yeah, you
1: know. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. It kind of killed the mood of the scene for me because it was it was built into like a fever for pitch. You and and I,
0: but for my, my my fiance was like, holy shit
1: yeah and that's the thing we got to keep in we got to keep in mind too and that's that's such a important perspective is that like yeah to somebody who's not a hardcore wrestling fan it's like oh wow that was fucking awesome and that's just kind of like and i guess the the probably the biggest thing they're trying to communicate with that is just like her her level of skill and like she's ready to to like you know get in the ring and, and put on some incredible matches um, but for us we're like we're, we're you and i are looking at it like what, the psychology of that I'm like sure damn it yeah
0: Get her awesome cut cut to next scene yeah um so we cut to the car scene it's uh, crystal and she asks ace and jack after they leave the bar uh if they liked her finisher um <laughs> and they don't even acknowledge her so that yeah. sucks, you know, like there's moments in this show for the first two episodes where she's like trying to get involved, but nobody fucking knows her until yeah. later with Jack, as we'll get to that. Um, so they go to get some burgers and milkshakes. <laughs> uh, Ace is all fucked up. He's like, "Yo, we had casserole at the house earlier. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I did. I, I thought that was funny that like Jack we is like, burgers, burgers. Yeah. we get these shakes. Yeah, and like as soon as he hears that the the mom made casserole, he's like, "All right, that's fucked up. Right, we're yeah, gonna we're like, gonna go get that, some, we're gonna go get some burgers now." Yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah, it was it's an interesting scene. And then they they get their uh, their burgers. And uh, did, they, did you notice the place? Because my fiance did. Uh, I did not.
0: The name of the place that they got burgers and fries was called Crystals. Ah, uh, what's that about? Same spelled way as her name, you know? Hmm. Uh, in between that scene, we did get a cross cut of Stacy, the wife, uh, performing her Christian ballad song, Take Heart. Yeah. And uh, she heard the swirls, but her mind is ticking like a time bomb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, they, they get the burgers and the uh, fries and Jack tells Ace, you know, about Jim and Melody having their baby and they're going to go there tomorrow. And uh, Ace has some like deep, you know, talk here about a black hole absorbing everybody. And he says, you know, in the movies, people usually scream and yell and be all dramatic, but uh, real life, if you ever seen anything, it's just silent. And that hit like really hard. And Crystal goes, that's the scariest thing I've ever heard in the world. Where did you think of that? And Jack and Ace have a look in the mirror. And that, like, is something there for me for that scene, you
1: know? Yeah, yeah, I think, um, yeah, that, that that definitely, I think, goes back to whatever, you know, ended up happening with their dad. I think uh, that, that probably ties in with that. Um, and it starts off like, you know, the, I, I watched the episode twice. Uh, and the first time I'm like, oh, it looks like Ace read some uh, Charles Bukowski or something, but uh, yeah, no, it, it, it definitely, uh, I think it definitely, there's a, there's a tie in there with their dad. And so it's, it's a very, again, just a very interesting, interesting scene and kind of like, you know, runs the gamut between uh, comedy and, and, and just some, you know, serious, you know, there's a character development piece with Crystal. And then just the, you know, alluding to what the, you know, the story that we don't still don't know, um, you know, with their, with their father. So it's, it was, it was another, another really good scene. Yeah. Um, You know, they get back to the house. Jack
0: Spade puts Ace back into his bed that he was at at their mother's house. And Ace, Ace uh, Bukowski says, Hey, I fucking hate you. I think you think you're some type of genius, but you're just a lawnmower salesman. You fucking ruined my life. Um, yeah. And yeah, bringing back to episode one, you know?
1: Yeah. And I, and I, I like this too, because like part of me was expecting the like, like had like I f- I think if this was a lot of shows a lot of shows would have just like had them make some sort of peace because they've been through. I love night, you, thank you. This night, yeah, and, like he calls him over and just like even the tone of like what like when he starts to talk, so you're, like hey, oh they're gonna, they're gonna make peace. And he's like I fucking hate you. I that, hate That's you. how
0: you talk to someone like when you like dude that that was too all too real you know. Yeah, you have a shitty soul. I Yeah, I
1: think I think you're the worst
0: person ever. <laughs> like, I think you're just some like fucking genius, you're just a lawnmower salesman. Yeah, just you like fucking ruin my life,
1: tears you know? some like, shreds, man. Yeah it's, yeah, it's so good, so good. And
0: you can tell Jack is eating that up. So we go to Jack about to leave and Crystal about to leave outside. And Crystal says to Jack, I'll see you because she helped. And uh, he offers her some dip that they uh, tried to exchange earlier in the car with dip, you know, tobacco, whatever. Yeah, yeah, um, just for those people out there that don't know what dip is. I'm not talking about when I when I dip, you dip, you dip. <laughs> uh, put your hands up on your hip. Um, so um, it, Jack gives us a little exposition of, it's coming up on a year that their dad died. Um, and Ace never wanted to be a wrestler. You know, he never wanted to do that shit. Uh, but Crystal says after seeing Ace at the bar tonight, she thinks he would be, the best heel ever you know for yeah. the town um an ace ace's brother jack sees that you know jack is like she's got a mind for this business and she's really yeah. good and she did a hurricane runner and her knees aren't bleeding
1: yeah on a 250 pound man <laughs> just sorry Amen. uh yeah no it, it's it's like yeah there's definitely and there's there's sort of a vibe between them and, you know, we'll see what happens. It's kind of
0: like I told, I told, you know, we have a little bit of predictions here, Ryan. Yeah. I I told you big Jim's going to die. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I, I still believe that and I'll give you more proof later.
1: Um, But I think, jack
0: might have a relationship with uh, crystal and i think stacy might have a relationship with ace
1: uh yeah i was kind of yeah i was thinking that too man i, I think uh, that that might be but the, that's uh, how
0: fucked up that business is right
1: yep yep i could definitely uh see that being something that that continues to uh could we continue to uh move toward in the <laughs> sorry 12 27 uh move in that direction um I, Cause there's definitely there it's, it's more subtle with, you know, the Stacey uh, stuff because I don't think they've even really shared much screen time together. No. Um, but you, you know, that you can see that Stacey's like cares deeply about him. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's definitely uh, coming down the pike. Yeah. It's coming down the
0: pike. Um, so we cut to Jack finally coming home to Stacey um, and the tap, the talker finally talks. One word though, he tells her what's been on his mind the whole time. You know, he unpacks all this load that he's been dealing with. Um, Charlie, Charlie wants to buy the dome, and she understands, you know, she's like, Okay, I get it, you had all this pressure, but I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. And then we get puppies, oh my god, Jared the King Lawler. Hold on, <laughs> no, uh, so they, they start to have sex, um, but uh, you know. He's like, blame it on the squirrels yeah. for kitchen sex and and they're in the kitchen. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like, next, it, like he uses the, the the squirrels that he hasn't taken care of as, as an excuse. Yeah. You know, well, let's use that as an excuse for, if right. our son hears uh hears the noise in the kitchen. Yeah. The kinda, very next morning the son is like,
0: I think I heard the the squirrels in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that, that was good, you know, cheesy, but good. Yeah. Uh, but then, the you know, Jack says, I'll get Robbie Pernier on that. He's going to come by the house and clean up the squirrels out. And uh, Stacy's like, is he? When did you call him? When's he coming by? Because she knows he's not doing shit about that. He's still worrying about the business and what's going on, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, he, he stops Stacy and asks, should I sell the dome? And uh, this this little venue that they've run for so long that their dad has built a foundation for, for DWL, should he sell that, you know? Right. Um, yeah, we cut to Rooster and the crew in the locker room watching some old Judas Macias again. Uh, Rooster <laughs> talks about how he wants the actual belt. And uh, we get a little bit of uh, exposition here. Uh, Apocalypse talks about how... What are you talking about them putting forward a black champion? Cause I was a former champion, but Jack gave me a chance after I, you know, had to go to rehab. So we talk about what you talked about earlier. That's right. have yeah, drugs got- or steroids, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I got that, that scene, I got the two scenes with the, with the crew mixed up. Um, but yeah, they're, yeah, they're in the gift shop and a uh, dipshit's just over in the corner. Like, oh, what's still animals We'll try to get, uh, again, continues to, Ooh. to, Probably be, be the, the worst, weakest, the weakest yeah. point of the show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, some good, uh, interesting, uh, you know, backstory with three of them. Um, all right. We cut to
0: the next scene in the show. Everybody goes to the hospital and uh, Jack Spade showing up there with the wife, Stacy and Thomas and in, in throw and, and, and uh, Charlie Gully sent. Big Jim, some flowers because Big Jim had the daughter, and uh, Charlie Gully is the, you know, the rival promoter from FWD. Uh, so there's some inside there. He's trying to pull
1: everybody apart, you know. Yep, yeah, trying to even get him to, to come out of his uh, newly uh, newly entered retirement. Yeah, um, Jacks and Ace's bomb comes in there.
0: And she tells Ace about being outside and he doesn't want to come in because he's embarrassed by everybody. You embarrassed him in front of everybody. More toxic traits shown by the mom starting more drama. As she says, you're the one that starts drama. Um, I love that little scene there, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Some More another example of of the mom being. Something. uh, Yeah. something, Something. Something of a villain.
0: Yes. Yeah. So Jack and Ace have a heart-to-heart outside. Um, this is a great scene, man. Uh, he's, he's telling them, look, like, you got kicked off the football team. You did this. You did that. This is all we can ever fucking do. Good. This is all we can do is wrestle. You know? They yeah. need you. We need you. Um, and it, it's a great scene. Ace responds to Jack. He says, listen, I'll come back but I'm going to get scouted again and I'm going to stick to it and I'm going to have stay say in my character. And, uh, Jack says, I'll support you. I'll support you every bit of the way, you know, like it's a mm-hmm. moment of like, Hey, listen, we're here. You, you know, you know, we need each other, but it's them just utilizing each other for advantages. Um, he says he never wants to ever, ever, ever be booed again.
1: Not ever. Damn. Uh, yeah, and then uh, Jack comes back with the, uh, the just like the, uh, it's so good. He, you know, you can see the hesitance on his face because yeah, he's thinking he he's he's already got his plans to to turn Ace heel, it's and uh, just give yeah just gives him that promoter. Then you won't have to, pal. You won't, uh, you,
0: and you won't uh, because
1: I'll make them boo you. <laughs>
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not. It's not you being booed. It's them booing you. Exactly. It's like, wait, that sounds the same. <laughs> but the, the psychology classic. of the word semantics, son. Semantics.
1: Yeah, it's okay. the classic Vince uh, Jedi mind trick.
0: Yeah. Um, so I mean, I just love that scene of them coming real and you know, like forward with
1: each other. That was awesome. Um, yeah, brothers, absolutely. Yeah. Go ahead yeah and it's it's the it's the crux of the episode man like that they're is. at a point where the point in their lives where everything outside of the ropes is is a is a wreck and so they're just you know doubling down on the one thing um you know where their passion lies and one thing that they think that they do best and so they're just kind of uh all in for lack Ooh. of a better term <laughs> to
0: finish up the show the brothers join into the hospital together And uh, Big Jim is holding his baby, newly born baby, props up to Big Jim. Uh, Crystal ends up showing up. Um, You know, Ace is not entering the hospital room, but Jack signals Crystal to come forward. And I think that's a sign to, like, you know, come into the business. You're welcome here because you showed your loyalty.
1: Yeah. uh, She gets to hold the baby. Yeah, and he's standing there with all the boys too. So you're you're absolutely right. I didn't even think about that when I was watching it. But yeah, that's sort of like you're yeah, you're you're in now. You're in. You did a hurricane rana on a,
0: <laughs> you know, a park or parking lot of a bar. So yeah, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> How's your knee, by the way? <laughs> right. Yeah. So uh looks like the next day Jack tells Stacy, I'm not gonna sell. I'm not gonna sell the the Omni or the Chase or whatever it is, you know. And she's um, like, This is my surprised face. Oh, what a shock. I know. She's like, I knew that, you fucking fool. <laughs> and he says, Hey, we should take a vacation. She's like, Yeah, that'd be nice, but when? You know, like and, yeah. I, and you, you saw the reaction, she's like, Okay. Um, and then he goes, Hey, can you put this makeup on my eye? And Stacy responds, um, why don't you take this over? I got to feed Thomas lunch. Yeah. So it's more important to her to be a family and something. It's more important to him at that moment to, to fake it, to try to hide things. Um, We cut to work and he's going to put that makeup on because he never did at the house. And he was like, fuck it. Um, And he decides against it. And then what happens here?
1: We, uh, storms in there like uh stone cold steve austin and uh slams open the door i mean pushes you know what i mean he opens yeah. the door with, with with authority uh and uh just does his uh his bmf walk all the way to the back office uh and uh of course uh tim Timmy the uh boss uh, has some shitty remark to make about him being late show
0: up an hour and a half late.
1: Yeah, and I think he got like I think they, they show earlier on that he got called in when he wasn't supposed to be in or whatever. He said yeah, I need you in here. Yeah. Um and so uh, he goes in the back room and he's not throwing shit around and he comes out with a with a chair. With and, a fold up chair. Yep. And he sets up shop at his desk and that's that for the for the episode. That's a wrap for for Jack in this episode.
0: Yeah. And then we
1: cut to Stacy, the mom. Yeah,
0: she's practicing her christian song have heart, which is a you know little an og tune um she's she's been working on that for years I guess um, yep. <laughs>
1: and,
0: and thomas the son comes out and he says, i'm gonna go play soccer, which is in the the, the backyard where the grass isn't cut um Stacy hears the squirrels and she decides to uh, put them over in a big way. Um, and grabs the BB gun and fucking kills them or the 22, whatever. Um, and kills the squirrels, uh, after the son asks not to do that. And then she goes outside and she sees her son kicking, you know, the ball in the fucking long grass. And she's like, I'm going to man up. I'm going to crack a beer and I'm going to ride this lawnmower. Um, big scene
1: for the mom here, breakout, breakout moment definitely definitely and and it's you know the significance is is there obviously especially with it being the closing scene um which i loved you know yeah, uh because you know, i think a lot of shows would have flipped it and and had that scene and then had the the work scene be the last one yep. um but yeah i i love that her character gets kind of gets the shine here at the end um and yeah so it's an interesting point where we leave them you know you got jack is sort of just Like we said throughout the episode, like he's completely they're both
0: not taking shit. Jack
1: and both like you know, like feud. Yeah, you know, yeah. Jack is done taking shit from work and just he's done it seems like he's he's just giving up on everything outside of this, this wrestling business, uh, which is a dangerous point to be in. And then as a result, you know, all these you know, responsibilities uh, on the home front that are, are getting neglected, you know, Stacy stepping up and taking care of those and um you know, in the, in the, in the, you know, the, the iciness between them, you know, only, only, you know, continues to, to grow and grow. All right, man, it's late. Um, Let's, let's go. Let's
0: sign off. I mean, I mean, we'll be here next week again, uh big wrestling weekend action-packed you and I, have watched so much good wrestling and so much good content. Like, I mean, man, what
1: a fucking time to be a fan again! Absolutely, man. It's good, good times. Very exciting. Um, yeah, it's 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 awesome. I'm
0: glad that you're back in the saddle with me. Thank you again. We will see you next week, everybody. See you.